Good morning. Thank you for joining me once again as we are making our way through the Gospel of Luke and we have made our way to chapters 13, 14, and 15. Uh, we're going to focus in on the first few verses of chapter 13 in just a moment as Luke continues his orderly account unfolding uh, the uh, life of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, revealing uh, his purpose uh, to come uh, to seek and save the lost. And so uh, chapter 13 uh, continues with uh, the instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ, parables, uh, accounts of his demonstration of his power uh, over disease and over sin. Uh, we uh, begin to see it's already uh, Luke has already mentioned that, that Jesus has uh, steadfastly set his face toward Jerusalem. And so that theme is introduced and Jesus begins to lament the great realities of the condition spiritually of those uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus begins to speak of, uh, or, or, or at least uh, uh, begins to develop more fully uh, what it means to follow after him. He's attracting great crowds. Uh, but Jesus warns uh, about uh, coming to him uh, with uh, presuppositions uh, that uh, do not fit the reality of who Jesus is uh, nor what he uh, came to do. And then chapter 15 once again turns to some of the great parables uh, that Jesus told, particularly in regards to lostness. So I, I thought uh, it would be appropriate to look at uh, chapter uh, 13 and, and these uh, five verses uh, that began the chapter in that it's just a, a very pointed and, and, and I think uh, most essential thing that needs to be said. It needs to be said to both those who are already, belie already believing. It needs to be said to those who are not, in, uh, not believing at this point. So Jesus says this. Uh, what he says is true and what he says is applicable uh, to each one of us. Verse 1, chapter 13. Uh, there were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, uh, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners uh, than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? Uh, no, I tell you, unless you repent, you all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So um, Jesus is aware. People all evidently brought him news of the day. He knows what's going on uh, around him. Uh, uh, we're constantly bombarded with uh, news and most of what is news is tragic. Uh, many times the account of human suffering, uh, suffering that so often results in death, and we rightly and appropriately uh, are compassionate. Uh, we are concerned for those uh, that lose their life suddenly in various uh, tragedies. And uh, it probably would seem callous and cold of us to, to say a, a whole lot uh, about uh, these uh, situations in which uh, we're informed that someone dies uh, Again, suddenly and in a way that seems unseemly and un untimely, at least from our perspective. And so upon receiving uh, this report of the tragic death of particular Galileans, uh, uh, evidently who, who were offering sacrifices, they were uh, being obedient to God, and yet their life was terminated by the murderous Pilate. Uh, 
And so Jesus uh, asked some questions of them. Uh, well, do you think it was because they were uh, worse than, than others? Uh, well, that's really not the point. Uh, uh, God does not grade uh, on the scale. Uh, the point that he wants to, to make is, no, they weren't worse, but you need to learn this. Whether you think you're worse or you think you're better, you need to repent. All men, in all places, at all times, have been commanded, they are still being commanded, to repent. Uh, to have a, a God-informed understanding of what your sin is. How it offends God, how it stands in the way of your fellowship with God, and it will be the basis upon which God will condemn you to an eternal hell. And so Jesus says to us, we must repent. That is, we must change. Uh, we must turn. Uh, we uh, more, must forsake uh, our sins. And in that uh, repentance, uh, uh, we will find that uh, in our repentance and in our faith, uh, they will go together. And uh, we cannot repent without believing. We cannot believe without repenting. They, they go together. And so in turning from sin, uh, we are turning uh, to the Savior in faith. And so repentance and faith are joined together. And as I have argued time and time again, uh, both repentance and faith are the fruit. They're not the root of our regeneration. They are the fruit of our regeneration. That is, God so works that he causes us to repent and believe. He commands us to repent and believe, but those who repent and believe uh, know that he has caused it by his peculiar and particular and powerful work in our hearts and minds. And so the message hasn't changed for 2,000 years and even before Jesus was uh, walking the streets of Palestine. God's message is always repent, repent. There will be a day that you will be called to give an account. And before that day comes, you must repent. You must turn. You must be changed. You must believe this message of the gospel. So I pray that that is true of you, that you have repented, that you have believed, and you're prepared for that day. If you have not done that, I pray that God would so work that He, that you would find Him uh, the cause of your coming to Him in repentance and faith. Uh, I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again.